Welcome to the Chronically Courageous Podcast. I'm your host, Bonnie Howard. Since I was a child, I've had chronic pain, yet was told time and time again that it was all in my head. So I pushed through my symptoms and I built a successful career until I found myself crouched on the floor of my office, barely conscious. After finally getting a diagnosis, I had to learn how to embrace the life I've been given as fully and happily as possible. Now, it's my mission to help you do the same. Join my guests and I each week for inspiring stories and tips on navigating the complexities of chronic illness. Together, I believe we can move forward with courage, passion, and purpose. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to The Chronically Courageous. This is episode number 43. I can't believe it. Next month will be an entire year since I started this podcast. Crazy to think about. So today I wanted to talk to you about finding healing through purpose and service. And this brings me back to when I was forced to stop working. And although I was working in a job that I felt was not aligned with my sense of purpose, it was still, I had a reason to get out of bed in the morning and I had people that were counting on me. And when I, on that really horrible day, when I was called into the executive's office and I was told that you're just too sick to work and I was let go and I bawled all the way home and for many days after and I just felt completely lost and I went home and all I did was focus on being sick and I got progressively more and more sick because when we focus on something it grows and if you've been listening to the podcast you will know that I've been talking a lot lately about the law of attraction which is when we focus on things, they grow, whether that be something good or bad. So if we focus on illness, that's going to grow. If we focus on wellness, that also will grow. And if you missed my episode recently with Paula Kid Casey, she is known as the lawyer of attraction. I will go ahead and put a link to that in the show notes so that you can catch that. It's really some great information. So anyway, I realize something that two things that have been pivotal on my healing journey are both purpose and service. Purpose has given me something to focus on that's bigger than me. And it's like, you know, have you heard the expression, if your why makes you cry, then you know, you're in the right spot. That's, that's kind of how I feel. I have found my why through podcasting. And I, you know, and it's it's going to get bigger than that in time as I continue to walk down this healing path. But when you have a purpose that is bigger than yourself, many times that is extremely healing because it gives you something to do and something to focus on that is so much bigger than just yourself. And there was a um, study recently done by researchers from the University of California, San Diego that suggested, if you feel like you have a purpose in life, you're more likely to feel both physically and mentally well on a daily basis. 
So they actually found out through this study that people who found that they have more meaning in their lives were more likely to feel physically and mentally healthy, while those who were searching for meaning were less likely to feel that way. So a couple things here. So first of all, yes, is it great to have a purpose and know what it is and be going for it? Absolutely. But I don't want you to feel like if you don't know what your purpose is, like you're, you're lost. That is absolutely not true. It, you know, finding purpose and meaning and serving others can be something as simple as, it can be as simple as logging on to a support group for your illness and leaving people positive comments, encouraging comments, and really just, you know, if you look at people that are worse off than yourself, and you find some way to help those people, I guarantee you're going to feel better. You're going to feel better because you know that things could always be worse, and you will have gratitude for where you are in your life. You'll feel better because you know that you helped that person. And you'll feel better because you're no longer focusing on what's wrong with you, but you're instead focusing on how can I help this other person to have a better day to feel better? You know, it's so simple. It really is so, so simple when you when you think about it. I mean, I'll give you just a small example. I went to the grocery store the other day and I was in the self checkout line. And one of the, the girls was standing there just, you know, there to help anybody who needed additional help. I'm kind of an expert self-checker outer. I've been doing it for a while, so I usually don't need help. So I just, I said hello to her. I said, hi, how are you? And she said, oh, good, what do you need? And I said, I don't need anything. I'm good. I just wanted to say hi and, and see how you're doing. And she said, oh, well, people always just say hi to me if they need something. And I said, well, that's, you know, that's unfortunate. I said, I'm, you know, I just wanted to say hello because I wanted to see how you're doing. So Anyway, it it made her day. It made me feel good because I thought, you know, here's this person standing here all day and nobody's asking her about herself. And just that little act of kindness made me feel good and it made her feel good. So just little things like that, you know, smiling and saying hi to a stranger, letting someone know you appreciate them, opening up a door for somebody logging on to, to social media and providing positive comments to people and making them feel good. These are all just little ways that you can take yourself out of your own stuff and help yourself to feel better in this at the same time. So, you know, Gandhi says, I love this, I love this saying so much. He says, the best way to find yourself is to lose yourself in the service of others. And this makes me think of another example. So Recently, the way that I was able to get the vaccine so early is because myself and David and Sean, which is my fiance and my son, for those of you who are new listeners, we that we volunteered at the State Farm Stadium here in Arizona, where I live, to help people get vaccinated. And it was such a beautiful, amazing experience. Just, you know, there were people, they were scared. There was a lot of uncertainty. You know, they'd some some of them had been in their homes for months, hadn't been out because they were afraid to socialize, because they were afraid of getting the virus. And just being able to be there and support those people was such an incredible feeling. And let me tell you, it was not easy physically for me. We worked the night shift. We were there from 10 p.m. till 6 a.m. 
and then a little extra because we had to get trained on the front end. And then on the back end, we actually received our first vaccines. So it was probably a good nine, 10 hours in total. And I was flying high through, I would say the majority of the night, I was, I kept my energy up. And I was in service of other people. I was there exclusively just to help other people with this experience. And it was fun. And I forgot about how I was feeling. And it wasn't until it ended. And then I kind of collapsed afterwards. But I even a day after I just had this this feeling that just filled me up that I had done something that for you know, for the good of other people. And I really believe that when we do that, and when we take ourselves out of our own concerns and worries and illness, and we put our energy into things that can help others, it can very easily make us forget about our own illness. And when we're not focused on our own illness, it, it shrinks, it gets, it gets much less uh, profound is what I've found. And one of the ways that I have really, really found that's helped me and has given me a sense of purpose is, of course, through my podcast, as you know. So I just I'm so grateful for having this platform and for all of you who show up every week and listen to my podcast. And, you know, some of you send me feedback, which is just amazing. And I cannot tell you how much that makes my day because, guys, I'm just like you. I I also am still, you know, trying to heal from chronic illness and it's not easy and there are days that are challenging and when I get those messages or I know that what I'm doing is making a difference, it gives me that strength to continue to heal, continue to try, continue to get up every morning and have something to focus on other than myself because this purpose that I've found for myself is so much bigger than just me. I'm not healing just for myself. I'm healing so that I can serve all of you and be there for you and guide you and help you to find a lot of the the healing that I found. And we're in this together. So that has been such a huge part of my healing when I really, really look at it, having that sense of purpose and service. So I wanted to take this week to share with you a recording that I did back in December of 2020 with my mentor for this podcast, Michelle Sorrow. I was on her podcast, which is an amazing podcast, one of my very favorites, Fire and Soul. So having a chance to appear on her podcast was kind of a dream for me. And I wanted to play that episode for you so that you could hear just how profoundly this Having this sense of purpose has affected my life and my health and my healing. And I hope you enjoy it. And I will say that right now she is offering another course. It's called the Podcast Accelerator. That's the course that I took to start my podcast. So if you think that starting a podcast is in your future and that is your purpose, I definitely encourage you to attend her free masterclass. She's having one this evening, which is, uh, this is going to be airing on Tuesday, March, I believe, 10th, uh, or no, maybe the 9th. Anyway, so March 9th, and then I think she's having another one later in the week. I'll go ahead and put a link in the show notes to that masterclass. It's completely free, so you can sign up and 
get a feel for what it's like to be in the beautiful energy of Michelle Sorrow and her producer, Ginny, and what they can offer for you if you do decide to have a podcast. But let's face it, podcasting is not for everybody. So I just want to drive home the message that whatever it is for you, that lights you up, that makes you forget about time, that makes you forget about pain, that makes you feel light and happy. Spend more of your time focusing on those things. That is the best medicine you'll ever have. So with that, I'm going to go ahead and play the recording of Michelle and I. I hope you enjoy. Have a beautiful week and sending you all tons and tons of love. Well, my goodness, you guys, this is like one of my favorite days ever. I get to spend the next 20 or so minutes with not only a podcast accelerator grad, but also one of my favorite souls on the planet, Miss Bonnie Howard, host of the Chronically Courageous podcast. Welcome to Fire and Soul. This is like a dream. This is a dream to me, Michelle. I seriously, when I got your request to be on your podcast, I almost passed out because, you know, you are one of my very favorite podcasters and I listen to a lot of podcasts. But when I started listening to you a couple of years ago, I was hooked instantly. And to be asked to be on your show, I I binged every single episode of your show back from when it was Mindset Mashup all the way through Fire and Soul. And I haven't missed an episode ever. Oh my goodness. Okay. So I have to ask because sometimes we forget how we originally connect with people, right? When it just, they feel like, you know, family right out of the gate. So is that what then brought you into the mastermind? Yes and no. So I listened to your podcast and then I heard about your Facebook live group. Okay. And I, when I heard that you were having a challenge coming up, I committed out loud to my then boyfriend, now fiance, that I was going to do that. And so I, I, participated in that and I fell even more in love with you and and then I of course I heard about all your programs and then I joined the mastermind and then the podcast accelerator okay that is a fun story I love tracing it back and now of course you know and I always talk about full circle on the on my podcast which is you know to see you here because of the beautiful brave work that you've done with your podcast uh the chronically courageous and to get to celebrate you and to talk about your experience of what it was like to go through the podcast accelerator is like the ultimate full circle so it's so awesome to have you here and especially knowing what you've been through and the mission that you're on with your platform known as your podcast so i want to just start there if you don't mind giving a little brief background um and how you came into what was the driving force uh to start your own podcast Yes. So I have been on disability for about five years or actually a few years. I had some serious chronic illness issues. So I came from a corporate environment where I was always very busy running around and had, you know, all my business suits. I still have a closet full of business suits. I'm not sure why, why I'm keeping them, but I, I really, I kind of lost purpose in my life because I wasn't able to work and I just felt like I was kind of wasting away and just being this sick person. And I really, I started to listen to a lot of podcasts and that was a way for me to remain inspired and stay inspired. And I, I thought, you know, this is something I really want to do. I'd always kind of, you know, in my corporate setting, I, I did a lot of speaking and I was always told that it was a strength. And I wanted to share this message. I felt like when I was when I was younger and I had this chronic illness, I didn't have a voice because it was ignored, it was dismissed, and I really didn't have, you know, I, I didn't feel heard, I didn't feel understood. And in recent years, I got more of my diagnoses, and then I 
got under, you know, like people were understanding of me better. And I just thought, you know, I want to make up for lost time. I want to be able to tell my story because I know how healing that is. And through your online platform, I got a chance to begin to do that. But I also wanted to give other people a platform to share their stories. So that's that's kind of how it started. But now it's evolved more into how can I help people to heal? Because through my podcast, I have met these remarkable healers. And now I'm working with a couple of them. And I, I would say I've gone from probably like, I, I'm like, someone asked me this yesterday, a healer I was working with. I'm about 60% better than what, where I was when I started. So that is, that is tremendous. I've gotten my life back. I've gotten a sense of purpose back. And I feel like I'm on the road to complete healing and I'm helping other people to do the same. It's amazing. You know, um, that made me tear up a little bit because, um, you know, as a community, we are so in solidarity in support of your full recovery and to see how far you've come in the last 18 months has been remarkable. And now that you're here and paying it forward and healing even more so because you're around such empowerment and, and, and I love, you know, uh, how you describe the chronic, chronically courageous podcast. I'll just read it out loud. If you don't mind, it says sure. chronically courageous where chronic illness warriors come to feel empowered and uplifted. Listen each week to be inspired by others who have found happiness and peace despite the physical and emotional tolls of chronic illness. Together we navigate this complex journey and move forward (laughs) with courage, passion, and purpose. That's beautiful. It's just incredible. So again, I'm just so happy for your journey and to get to witness it, but to get to be a part of it. So it's very clear to me, okay, that was the driving force of like why you had to start a podcast. What was your experience like? I mean, when you first started, you signed up, you're like, okay, I I have a clear picture-ish, right? I always say action breeds clarity. You don't have to have it all figured out. You just got to say yes, the little whisper that that drew you there, and then everything else will just begin to reveal itself and that's a trust in the uncertainty process but it's also a life lesson like we've all experienced that right mm-hmm. so here you are you joined the PA did you have any limiting beliefs did you have any imposter syndrome do you have any of those feels that you had to get over for you was that the, the more easier part but it was maybe tech or I'd love to know how you might have been challenged if at all and then how you overcame that and how the program helped aid in that Yes. So I definitely had some limiting beliefs going in, you know, who am I to start a podcast? Who's, who's going to come, who's going to listen, who, why, you know, what makes me so important that I feel like I'm going to create this platform where other people should listen to me. And then, you know, and the other thing was my fiance knew that I wanted to start a podcast for a while and he bought me a book on how to start a podcast. And so you know, I, I read that, I listened to it and I was still like, okay, I still don't know what to do. So I think it was a combination of that confidence that I needed as well as the technical step-by-step of how, how in the heck am I going to get this thing started? You know, and, and I knew you and I trusted you implicitly because I know that you lead with love and you lead with integrity. And that was, I knew I would be in good hands. I knew that if I made this investment in myself, that I would be guided by you lovingly and, and completely. And with, you know, with first class white glove service all the way, because that's how you are. And, and that was what came to be. It was truly just such so much ease and grace. And I know that's, that's one of the things that you say a lot is ease and grace. And you truly made that happen. It 
I never had to guess, like, what do I do next? It was always, I was so guided and my hand was held throughout and you instilled that confidence in me and you, you and, and Ginny gave me every step that I needed along the way. So yeah, it, you know, there's things that I have the ability to do and I know, I also know my limitations. So the fact that you were able to, you know, with the production, with Ginny's production company to put together a beautiful cover art for me and to put together this wonderful intro and, and everything and just have it. it, And then my first episode, I felt so good about my first episode because it was, you know, it was produced and everything was just beautifully done and so professional. It was something I was very, very proud and excited to release into the world. That makes me so happy to hear, you know, uh, you just said so many wonderful things in there that of course I'm like, Oh, thank you. Thank you. But one of the things that you said that really stood out to me because I related to my journey in the beginning before I found the Ginny and it was that your, you know, then boyfriend, now fiance, uh, what's his name? David. David. Hi, David. Uh, (laughs) handed you a book and he's like, babe, here's how you podcast which by the way is not unlike tons of freebies and tons of $97 courses up to, you know, $7,500 courses. And everyone looks like they have the same information. So what's the big deal? Like just go do it. And I'd like for you to speak to that. So you'd been given the book, you knew you wanted to do it. You could just do a little Google search online and maybe buy something for a hundred bucks. But what was the difference aside from yes, you knew me, which that's a huge thing because there was a built-in trust factor, but let's just push that aside. If we can, how would you say, this occurred to be a different kind of a program than virtually anything else out there, much less that book that you read. This kind of probably left you a little bit more confused than before you started. Exactly. So it was really, it was like a step-by-step handheld experience. So every week we would get on the calls with you and Ginny and you would guide us through and answer any questions we had and give us the you know, what, here's what you do next. And, you know, we had your full support the entire time. We could ask you questions throughout the week if, you know, we had something in between and, and there was that accountability. It was like, okay, this is what needs to be done by this date. And, you know, let's face it, a lot of us can be highly motivated, but when it comes down to it, unless we have a a set date and we're being held accountable, that doesn't always come to fruition. So the fact that, I knew if I didn't get my work done, (laughs) I wasn't going to get my podcast produced. So there was that, you know, it was like this little carrot hanging out inside of me and I uh, hanging in front of me. And I wanted that so much. And I I really, you know, I didn't want to fall behind in the class and, and you were so encouraging. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't like a, a pressure where I felt like, like a bad type of pressure. It was a loving, encouraging environment where, I knew that you wanted this for me as much as I wanted this for me. So, yeah. Yes, that's so huge. And, you know, you you bring up a really good point of we have deliverables. In order for us to produce everyone at the professional level that we do, and let's be clear, Jeannie Media, who's my business partner, longtime producer for my own show in the PA, she produces for Condé Nest and Allure. Architectural Digest. Cynthia Rowley is coming out. She, they've already been batching podcasts. She's a big fashion designer, world-renowned. When you're talking about how we've got these deadlines, and in order for us to produce you at that level, you got to keep up and do your part. And this is a huge distinction because in the other program where it's not live and accountability-led with a personal concierge for each student, you're just like, 
Maybe do you finish? Maybe you don't finish, right? Because who's there to say, hey, Connie, tagging you in a Facebook group. We love you. Get it done. Where are you? Or maybe picking up the phone or messaging you because that's how we roll. We care so deeply. We can easily collect everybody's money. Like, well, you didn't show up. We care more about you getting out there and being published because of how we know it's going to affect your life than we do about anything else. And I know you know that, but I want to ask you about that. How has having a podcast impacted your life, both personally and professionally? Oh my gosh. So it's, it's given me that sense of purpose that I was lacking for quite some time. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, it does. It, it, I have had the opportunity to meet the most amazing people and have these meaningful, I, I live for deep, meaningful conversations. That's what I get to do now. And I, you know, and I get to bring those conversations to the world. And every week, it's so, it sounds kind of ridiculous, but this is how I feel. Every week when I release the podcast, I feel like I've birthed a new baby into the world. It's like this, I'm so excited to share it and, you know, have people benefit from these amazing stories and these amazing, in my case, healing modalities that I'm sharing with people because, you know, it's, it's going to affect lives. And I know it has because I get, I get feedback from my listeners about how meaningful this has been to them and how, how much it inspires them. And, you know, and I get people asking questions about, and how they can get in touch with a certain healer. And, you know, so I know that I am, I am giving people the gift that I needed for so long, which was hope. I'm giving them hope. I'm giving them inspiration. I'm giving them tools. And that is so fulfilling intrinsically to me, incredibly, incredibly fulfilling. Um, I've also been approached by a company out of Israel to, because they knew of my podcast, to do some consulting with them on a pain management software that they're working on. Mm. So that's been pretty incredible to have that kind of an opportunity. So yeah. And, and actually now I am looking into going into coaching myself so that I I can continue to heal people. Yeah. And I, I, it'll be more along the lines of, you know, health coaching and, and really healing people. And, you know, and that's something that before I never would have thought about because of where this has led me and because I see the power of all the different healing modalities and I've experimented with them myself and seen results. I'm like you, Michelle. I, I am all about the integrity. Like I won't sell something unless I believe in it hundred percent. So I feel like, okay, now that's my next step. And my podcast platform is going to be the best marketing device for that. So, you know, people know me, they, they know what I, you know, kind of my style. And if they are drawn to me, then they are potential clients. Very true. You know, and so many people say, ah, oh, who am I to start a podcast, which of course we've already covered that. Who are you not to be, right? I'll just take it there. Uh, let's just nip that one right now and ask a better question. And the other part is, is like, okay, well, you know, how do I monetize this baby? And it's like, build it, build it and they will come. It goes back to that old saying that is mm-hmm. so trite and very true. And yet in this disposable convenience mentality that we're in now more so than ever, especially because of all the pandemic pivots and everyone having to learn how to go online, they want it even faster, you know? And it's like, hold on a second, you know, you got to build something. And then the more that you do it, as repetition becomes the mother of all skill, as Tony Robbins always says, then you're going to be like, ah, this is actually what I want to talk about. This is what lights me up. This is how I see a path of helping others. This is now a program that I can create. And that's exactly how my journey began. Many people don't realize this, but my near million dollars, you know, of coaching and training, you know, revenue in the past two and a half years started with the podcast. 
That's amazing. This is where I started. I didn't have a mastermind. I didn't have any of my training programs mm-hmm. out yet, but it was as I continued to rise up and just come on the platform and share despite all the feels of who am I and comparing my beginning to Oprah, which is crazy, but that's what we do, right? And so, and Ginny oftentimes says to me, Michelle, thank you so much for not giving up on that first day when I asked her to take it down and right. fact, I told her to take it down. And she's like, no. You sleep on it, little grasshopper, and let's talk tomorrow. And I woke up still not really thrilled, but she was like, "I'm not gonna, re- I'm not gonna cancel it. Just believe me and trust. I'm. Re- this is gonna be okay." And then now she says, "My goodness, look at this! 66 podcasters out there changing thousands of lives with every episode. That wouldn't happen if you would have given up, you know." So yeah. imagine what it's gonna be like for you in a year, 18 months, two years. So that's why I always say podcasting is a long-term plan and a worthwhile investment that it has a priceless ROI on it. But I do want to talk about that. So you just mentioned like, oh my gosh, it's opened up exciting collaborations, potential new partnerships, new ideas for revenue and even identity, right? Gosh, could I be a coach? Yes. What other results can you share? Maybe it's download growth, any of the analytics on the back end, anything that my listeners, our listeners really, because you're now on in this community with us, can hear it's like, ah, yeah, that is interesting. I didn't know that you would get that as a result of going through a program like this. Mm -hmm. So on the back end, we use a platform called Acast, as you know, and I love the analytics. It's so much fun to look at it and to see that growth. And there's there's charts and you can log in and I look and I look at it and I do see, you know, it's it's not tremendously fast, but that's not what I expected. But there is growth. There is steady growth. And when I look back at where I was and where I am now, it's, you know, I can say, oh, well, I'm not where I want to be. But like when I look at where I was to where I am now, it's definitely, it's it's gone up. And what's really incredible too is it's amazing to me to see that I have a global audience. I have audience, I have people in I mean, there's people in Israel that listen. There's people in the UK that listen. I have several listeners in Australia and Ireland and places where I don't I don't know people that live in some of these places. So who's listening? Apparently something's getting out there and there's, you know, somehow word is spreading about this. You know, and I, I have people that have come to me and because of the space I'm in, they've shared my podcast in support groups. And, you know, the one of the conditions that I was diagnosed with the leader of the organization for that was on my podcast. So of course now she has a link to my podcast on her website, which is huge. Wow, that's huge. See, that's where the collaborative effort, right? Because I I say that like right now, the new economy is community and collaboration. Don't try to go at it alone. And even a podcast, you're not alone. You have a dynamic leverage and power of who you might bring on your show, right? And then how they might support it. And then what other doors that might open. I mean, it's remarkable, but people get so caught up in like, oh, but I'm going to be solo and be alone. And I I can't do it alone. It's like, you're never going to be alone. A, you're going to go through the podcast accelerator with a community of kick-ass vision takers, right? Visionary action takers is what I really wanted to say, who are all in one singular mission to have a published, produced, and produced podcast by the end of the eight-week program. And then you get, you know, all of that support and weigh in of what about this title or what about this photo or what about this font or what about this description or what about all of this that normally you'd be on your own for. 
Or maybe if you went solo with a producer, you just have one person's perspective. Now you get a whole peanut gallery that are so supportive to see you shine, right? And then you come out of the program and you're like, oh my gosh, I could interview any one of them because they're now part of my community. So you feel safe while you're learning on the job. So that helps to cultivate more confidence. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm now selling my own program and I don't mean to, because, but I'm just so excited about what we have to offer. And when I see someone like you come through, who gave us a review, by the way, of I'm paraphrasing, but it's, I have a master's. Actually, do you mind sharing it? You can share what you shared with me so that I'm not stealing your thunder. No, it's okay. I don't have it in front of me right now. But just kind of, you know, by memory, I do. I have a master's degree in instructional technology, which is essentially online learning. Back when I did it, it was computer-based training, but now it's online learning. So I kind of know a thing or two about what good instruction looks like, what good online instruction looks like, and, you know, all of the elements that it takes to really, you know, engage people and, and captivate them and keep them, you know, a, a make it in a way that's that's easily digestible and understandable and, you know, in a, in a logical order and in a way that they can, you know, they can follow step by step and really just, you know, get an end result. So, I mean, I, I my master's reason that, but I also worked for a couple of companies where I was leading the charge on that, on that sort of thing. So, I was so impressed with the way that you executed the course and you have a wonderful way of keeping people engaged. I was that kid in class when I was like in elementary school and then even in undergrad, I would fall asleep every without fail and it would just like be doodling and not paying attention because I was bored out of my mind and I wasn't engaged. But you always, Michelle, you always keep people engaged and we feel we feel the love. We feel that you are taking us along. And I wanna I wanna talk a little bit more about what you were just talking about with having the group because that's an excellent point. It's so beautiful that we have this graduating class of podcast accelerators, other podcasters to lift each other up. And there's been like continual support. And I've built some great relationships through that. And I have gone on a couple of other shows from people that I graduated with and likewise they've been on mine and it's so it's just beautiful and we lift each other up and we keep each other encouraged and what's really nice too is that you have that you have the Facebook group for graduates of the podcast accelerator where we can go on and share things that we may have learned that have helped us to elevate our our podcast and that's just it's just a wonderful beautiful resource so really really grateful for that. Thank you for mentioning that. We're really proud of our alumni page and and uh, and the fact that you guys share big milestones, right? I hit episode 30 or, hey, I got my dream guest or or what do you guys think of this? Or, hey, I'm looking for guests. And, and uh, it's been really beautiful because the group stays very connected. I was just talking with Carrie Knudsen, who has the Carrie Faith on Purpose podcast. And I don't know if you've met her yet because she was in a graduating class after you. But she was just saying that just today she was in Facebook message you know, chats with three different graduates, coordinating calendars to get on each other's shows. And it's like, isn't that cool? Right. Because with that many people coming through, there's going to be, you know, a very high probability that there's a large percentage of those people that would be perfect for your, your show and your message. So yeah, it's almost like it's the chronically encouraged. (laughs) Yes. yes, Yeah. It's really, it really is. It's great. It's like a little, little family. It's really nice. Thank you. Well, you're a beautiful, beautiful part of our family. And I, I just always love seeing what you do and how, by the way, your show notes and how you now promote. I know that we guide you guys and tell you exactly how to promote it and what to share and what not to share and how to reach out to the guests and all that stuff um, that you want to have on your show. But 
I am watching you in just, what are we talking about here? How many episodes have you released at this point? 29. Episode 29 went out today. Woohoo! Congratulations. Thank you. This is December 1 of 2020. So by the time this airs, which will be in probably late February, maybe early March, you will have had a lot more. But I'm watching your growth, right? And how to talk about an episode and compel someone to listen in. Now, granted, we do teach very thoroughly the the nucleus of that, the science behind it. And we actually give you a copy and paste version of what to do. But I'm watching you now take it on your own and and really shine. And I'm like, damn, she just hit me in the heart on this one. Like, you're doing such a great job. And I don't just say that because we're on the show. In fact, I don't know if I've said that to one person yet, but it's it's really uh, vivid in my mind right now, watching what you post on social, seeing it come through my feed and be like, go, Bonnie. <laughs> I'm so, so proud of you. So thank, thank you for you so much and answering the call that was on your very own soul, which is what Fire and Soul is all about. This feels like a beautiful full circle moment. Uh, for anyone who is considering joining, but maybe they got the, I'm not a great speaker like she was told she was, or I don't know, I don't have some big story to tell, like overcoming an illness, you know, of by 60% minimum, or they're just not sure that they have what it takes to, to build off of where they are. So therefore they might not join in this moment. What would you have to say to someone like that? I would say get off the fence and do it. <laughs> it's, um, you know, it's like, if you're, if you're feeling, if your intuition is guiding you to do this, there's a reason. And you may not even know the reason right away. And I, you know, my reason has changed. I might even have a rebrand ahead because my vision for this and my reason have changed in this, you know, short five, six months that I've been podcasting. So follow, follow the nudge, follow the intuition, and you will be guided lovingly by Michelle and Ginny. And there's no downside, really. I mean, it, it, there's, I mean, there's just, it's brought so much to my life. This has been so meaningful to me. And it's just given me this amazing platform and a place to express myself and to be heard. And again, to give other people that platform. And, you know, whether your purpose is to, you know, to, to, you know, maybe do a solo podcast and get your message out there or to help others share their message. I mean, you're, if you have something on your heart that you feel is going to help lift up other people, this is a great platform to share it. And it's also a great platform if you're looking to, to launch a business. I mean, it's not like, like Michelle Shaw had said, it's the long game. It's not something that's going to happen overnight, but it is definitely a, a great Thing to set yourself up. I mean, I know I know a lot of coaches that also do podcasts, and they say the number one thing that leads their business is their podcast. That is the number one revenue gen- generator, not directly but indirectly, because it allows you to establish um, a relationship with people because it's this long form content where people get to know you as a human being and your nature and what's important to you, and they they trust you, and they they wind up loving you and trusting you. And then greater things come of that and and opportunities. 
I'm so, so glad that you just said that because people always want that instant gratification, right? It's just a, it's a generalism of human nature and especially now more than ever. And it's like, go and try and do the fast route, right? It's, it's a house of cards. Go buy all the ads and do the fancy sales page for something that you haven't proven out yet. You don't even really know who you are yet, right? It looks really good, but where's the substance, right? And how have you grown it organically? But yet, if you just give yourself five, six months to grow it and to build it and to cultivate that trust in that community and that connection, they'll show up when you open up your cart, you know, so to speak, your doors to a program, whether it's coaching, because we really, I think about 85% of our of our graduates um, tend to be coaches and or digital course creators. We do have a few outliers where they're in other industries by about 20%, but the bulk is that. And that's you too, right? You didn't even know that you were going to be an emerging coach, but the more action you took, the more clarity you got, which is what we always talk about. But I say that like five, six months is going to fly by You've invested in this platform and it'll be the single most effective leverage for your business. Right. And it's not expensive to maintain either. No. As you know? compared to ads and all the other stuff from right. Hobby, any business that you start is going to have some overhead. But an online business could be 20, 30% if you're really doing it right and lean. And a podcast is the bulk of that investment that will generate so many opportunities and collaborations. And not to mention meaningful friendships along yes, the way. Absolutely, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So I'm so yeah. glad that you that you said yes, my friend. And uh, uh, that you spent the time with us here today. I'm I'm really honored by that. And uh thank your fiance for buying you the book and helping you to get over the net just a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> and uh where's the best place for my listeners to find you on social? So on Instagram, my handle is the chronically courageous. And then I'm on Facebook as well. Uh just my my name, which is Bonnie Fleischman Howard. Beautiful. And we will add those links in the show notes too, just so that everyone can have a quick perusal. Not to mention, we'll also, of course, highlight the uh, currently titled The Chronically Courageous Podcast. And by the way, I love the idea of a rebrand. You know, about a year out, exactly one year out, I rebranded, as you know, from the mindset mashup to Fire and Soul because I realized that's really what I'm all about. Doesn't really make sense when people don't know me, but once they get in, they're like, oh, yeah, that's totally her. Totally. It makes sense. Absolutely. Right? Anyway, but so, okay, so currently, the, the chronically courageous, and I love that right to change your mind. That's what we always say. It's fluid. It's not finite. This is not forever. You know, you can change, you can change anything. Yeah. Uh, just get it done. Get it done instead of talking about it. And exactly. uh, that's why we are indeed an accelerator. So anyway, thank you, my love, for coming on and sharing your beautiful heart with my community today. I love you, Michelle. You're amazing. Thank, thank you, you so much. You are amazing. Thank you. It means the world to me that you took your time and energy to listen to this entire episode of The Chronically Courageous. If you know others that would benefit from listening, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your podcast player of choice. I welcome your feedback and questions. So please email me at bonnie at thechronicallycourageous.com. That's B-O-N-N-I at thechronicallycourageous.com. As always, I'm sending you so much love, happiness, and healing.